Welcome back. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you can get and keep them. Snackwalls is powered by San Diego Code School, which is a social enterprise committed to developing tech equity through our groundbreaking apprenticeship program, backed by a profitable tech services company. Our business model is to bring diversity into development by putting early career software developers on the appropriate level projects with our oversight, providing companies with quality software services at significant cost savings. I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today in a few sentences. Tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Uh, my name is Rob Johnstone. I uh, lead partnerships marketing for Lyft's driver and our uh, B2B businesses. Uh, my job is highly cross-functional. Um, I'm to put that more into layman's terms, I'm in charge of connecting Lyft drivers to the best partners possible that can bring them the most value. Um, and then on our Lyft's B2B business side, I lead efforts to ensure that the Lyft brand is showing up in the right way through all of our partners' marketing channels. Um, here on behalf of myself and not the company, so I just have to fill that disclaimer in. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. So we're not that big yet, but it's nice to have folks that are in um, pretty well-known companies doing the work that I think most of us can acknowledge, like, you know, what Lyft does. And um, I think it adds a little bit of the context to the conversation we're going to have. So I'm going to kick it off with the, you know, I just diversity inclusion question. The first one I have to ask is um, I'm hearing from some people in tech that finding diverse talent is a challenge. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. I, you know, I've heard some of that as well. Um, I, I'd start with uh, first, I think that the term tech is automatically associated with software engineers and coding, which, you know, isn't wrong, but it's also an oversimplification of the industry these days. Tech has job types and skill sets across all kinds of disciplines, um, you know, ranging from what I do in marketing to creative to operations to finance. And, um, you know, a lot of these businesses in this industry didn't become so large and successful just because of a single skill set. Um, but I agree. I've heard, I've heard some of that as well. And, um, and I do have a couple of viewpoints that I'll share um, that I think always come with the disclaimer as a white male <laughs> in, in the industry. But, um, you know, first, I think this is where the term systemic racism and inequity really comes into play to me. Um, you know, you have people in hiring and leadership positions uh, tend to be naturally drawn to hiring people like themselves. So you need more diversity and leadership to influence hiring. But how do you get more diversity in leadership if, you know, these diverse candidates aren't being hired in the first place, uh, which sort of reminds me of a college problem I had, which is like, I tried to get my first job waiting tables and then everybody wanted waiting tables experience. So it's like, where do you, where do you begin? And when I just wanted to work at Olive Garden, Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, was that so much to ask at that time? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's a tall order. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, very, very prestigious job at the time. Um, so then, you know, from there, where do you go? And so it's, I think you get into ed education inequity. It really plays such a big part of the racial disparity in tech. Um, and in a lot of ways, really the business world as a whole, in my opinion. Um, so if you're talking about sheer volumes of people, there are often fewer candidates, uh, with certain skill sets and education levels that are required for many, many jobs in our industry. And so I think that's where the biggest opportunity lies is to close, to close the racial gap is how do we improve the education and improve the, the, this, this foundation from the ground up. Um, so, you know, some data suggests that there, there is progress being made. Um, there's a growth in associate and bachelor's degrees. Um, 
in most minority groups since 2000, um, per some data from the National Center of Education Statistics. So that's a great start, but there's certainly more to be done. Um, so I think focusing on the education, the training, the skill sets uh, for the youth, and, and then as you get into secondary education uh, is, is where we can really make a big difference. Awesome. So you mentioned some college degrees. Um, there's a little bit of a push or maybe some building momentum behind requiring fewer of the CS degrees for many of the engineering roles or tech roles in general. So what are your thoughts around that? So my, in my career, I've worked at, relative, I would say, relatively large tech firms, um, Lyft, Yahoo. Um, I worked at Fandom and Entertainment Media Site, which was a, a little bit smaller. But you know, from the actual tech skill side, I can't really speak to what, what an engineering manager themselves needs in terms of a background, but I have heard more and more about, um, I saw some of it at fandom folks with like coding boot camps, uh, not, not requiring necessarily a CS degree. So, you know, I would say I'm for it. And if it's, if you're a big company, I understand the need to have a particular bar to get through just to help with manage a candidate volume, but um, certainly at medium and smaller size companies, if, if people have the skills, they have the skills. And I think that's really where you should be focused versus the degree itself. Interesting. It's interesting. This is the second time someone's mentioned the bar. So I'm curious if that that's really the most effective way to screen candidates by, you know, setting a bar versus like having it, like it's an actual job relevant skill that somebody has to have. Any thoughts about that? No, I mean, I would, I would, you know, I guess I sort of contradicted myself a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, I think if, if there was a way, and I don't, I don't know the answer to this again. And, and yeah, I mean, we're just, yeah, just two guys talking. Just us, right? <laughs> If there was a way to determine if, um, if you could figure out those skill sets that you're actually looking for as a particular requirement base um, and you, and you remove the degree, uh, you know, I, I, I'm certainly supportive of it. But again, from my perspective, in terms of the, in terms of the skills versus education, um, you know, having the skills is certainly most important. And as, as a person who's hired people in the past, I often want to know, like, do they understand the fundamentals of the job and, and do they have the skill set to do it? I don't necessarily care what companies they worked for or what school they went to. Right. I mean, again, at the end of the day, can, can you do the job? Right. So, exactly. so that said. Um, you mentioned boot camps. So do you think an apprenticeship pattern would work for some of these tech roles? Yeah, I, I certainly think it could be really interesting. Um, the, the structures, you know, the devil's always in the details with that kind of thing, but I, I think that that could be a really interesting approach. Um, and how companies partner with those apprenticeship programs is where I think, especially larger companies could make headwinds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what advice would you share with companies that are looking to retain diverse staff? Have you seen anything that works at companies that you've been at? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I feel pretty fortunate to, to work at Lyft. I feel like it's a, a company that cares and invests. And so I've seen, this is going to sound, is this a, speaking of like really simple, but it's like the advice is try harder and, you know, invest in things like employee resource groups um, to help minority employees <clears throat> feel comfortable. I'm pretty actively involved in a, an employee resource group at Lyft called Uplift Parents. Um, it tends to be a little bit more of a younger company. So it's nice to have like-minded folks who are going through, all, especially now, <laughs> going through all the challenges of having kids and working from home yeah. and figuring out distance learning and all this stuff. Um, so, in, in, and then we have very active uh, minority 
employee uh, resource groups at Lyft as well. So, you know, invest in those types of things. Um, I think setting hiring goals is really important and interview requirements is really important. Um, providing the space and structure, I think, for inclusion and diversity conversations. Um, you know, I think where tech can get itself into trouble is an over-reliance on data. You know, so if, if companies are evaluating a, a particular program or, or effort at a micro level, I think that it may not necessarily look like it's moving the needle, but I think these types of programs often are greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you're going to have a pretty small sample size until you really build up that internal like Absolutely. volume of diverse staff. So the resource group, I've heard that one mentioned before, and I, I think it's amazing that you guys have recognized that there's some value in that based on hey, you've got folks that are at that age where they're going to start having kids. And it's a start. It is not like a bunch of baby boomers that maybe already have families. They've already been through the cycle, empty nesters. So having that environment where you're meeting people where they're at and provide that level of support, I think definitely is inclusive. So that's that's amazing to hear. I had no idea that that Lyft was so inclusive. <laughs> yeah, they have, um, you know, a, a black employee resource group, uh, uh, Asian um, Pacific American, um, a Latinx group. So there's um, uh, L- LGBTQ group. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them. So it's, it's, awesome. it's nice. Did you suggest anybody that's like yourself that might be um, someone you want to acknowledge as a thought leader, maybe a good person for me to potentially invite on a podcast like this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, feel pretty fortunate. There's a number of incredible people at Lyft. They have, um, you know, teams actually in this space, which is great. Um, but I'll sort of tell a story to, to start um, before I mention her name. Um, uh, so Lyft recently, amongst everything with the George Floyd conversations, really um, pushed employees to have conversations. Um, the founders got on an all-hands call to have a conversation with our lead Um diversity and inclusion uh, woman uh, regarding race in the workplace and, and race in America. And it was, you know, really, it was a really eye-opening. I really hadn't seen that level of um, truth and uncomfort out of leadership in, in, most, in most of my career. So it was really, I think it was really important. Um, and then they sort of took that format and then they bubbled it down um, two groups in, in more micro settings. And so I joined um, an allyship inclusion circle at Lyft and the moder- moderator was a coworker of mine by the name of um, Anitra Brown. And she used a word that has not only resonated with me during these conversations, but um, really in the current environment as a whole that we're in, and that's grace. She said, everyone could use a little more grace these days. And you, just using that as a way to kick off a conversation around race and allyship was just incredibly, incredibly powerful to me and, and relaxing in a lot of ways. It says, hey, we're all trying to get through this together. Having the conversation is such an important step. And she, she mentioned, you may not say the right thing. and That's okay. Because if you're keeping all your thoughts to yourself, if you're not having the conversation, then you're not saying anything. So it's okay to not say the right thing and to learn and to grow. And if you don't have those conversations, you can't do it. So I, I think uh, Anitra was just did a fantastic job leading that group and would be somebody with um, definitely worth talking to. Awesome. I love that. And the fact that, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable, right. And to like lay it mm-hmm. out there right up front that like this, there's going to be no consequences. If you just do your best and you just try, people will give you some, you get a little grace. Exactly. And, uh, 
And so awesome. Love it. So um, last, a, well, actually, no, two more questions. Yeah. Question second to last. Where can I find out more information about your company? Uh, this is a great time to do any kind of like shameless plugs. If you're working on anything interesting, what would you like to share? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think most folks have probably heard about Lyft um, by this time. Um, but if you're interested in ride share, um, you know, download Lyft um, to start giving rides uh, and making money uh, if you're interested during these times, I think as a driver. Um, it's actually interesting. Lyft drivers are, are earning more than average these days, which is, um, I think, great to see, especially in this environment. Um, and if you feel safe, you know, doing so. Um, and then if you're considering taking rideshare, I, I would like to plug Lyft's uh, Roundup and Donut, uh, Donut, <laughs> clearly breakfast on the mind, Roundup and Donate feature uh, right. through our Lift Up program. Uh, you, can, you can actually round up the fare from every single ride you take uh, to make donations to great organizations like the ACLU, USO, um, and my personal selected or organization right now, which is super on brand for this conversation, is Black Girls Code. So uh, it's a really easy, um, really easy thing to do. You just... Uh, Go into the app, tap your tap your picture, go into the, the, the thing that says donate, and then you can see, and then you can turn it on and round up your cents uh, to donate to these great organizations with every ride. Awesome. I like it. Getting that kitty full and helping out great causes. So that's amazing. Um, so one last time, what's the name of that program? Uh, Lifts Roundup and Donate. Roundup and Donate. Get on it, folks. All right, here it is. Last and final, most important question. What have you been snacking on lately? What is your favorite snack? Oh, man. Mike, I, I do miss my snack while at the office. That is for sure. <laughs> it allows, allows my snacks to be a little bit more diverse in nature. Um, I tend to default to an afternoon bowl of cereal, I feel like. Oh, or yogurt, cereal. Or yogurt, right? That's a good yeah. one. I like that. I'm all about the cereal in the afternoon or like post-dinner dessert. Mm. Cereal is a good one. I like it. Yeah. I, I say right, right around three, three o'clock or so, I find myself uh, creeping around and look, looking for a bowl of cereal. And what's the favorite cereal? This is like a bonus uh, we, we eat a lot of. We try to keep a lot of the, my favorite cereal uh, that I tend to do uh, when I'm trying to treat myself is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But uh, <laughs> I, I got two little kids at home, so we try to keep that stuff out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, can see got how that's dangerous. Mostly granola. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that early onset diabetes of the... Uh, uh, cinnamon toast crunch flavor, but no, no, exactly. That's a good one. That is a solid cereal. Cinnamon toast crunch. Got it. That's what we're putting on the snack wall. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for uh, for coming through, Rob. Really appreciate you being on the program. Yeah, thanks so much for reaching out. Uh, I enjoyed it. The San Diego Code School is a proud sponsor of the Snack Walls podcast. The San Diego Code School is leading companies to tech equity. The Tech Enabled Apprenticeship Program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work. You can help San Diego Code School secure funding for change by hiring developers, bringing a team in to relieve your backlog, or becoming a program sponsor. You can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io. 